Chapter Thirty Seven: A Blessed Life of Fruitfulness. As we are coming close to the end of this book, I would like to leave you with a message that God continues to inspire me in the past few years. It is about God's desire to bless every one of His children on earth to live a blessed life of fruitfulness. I trust it will bless you. On my fifth anniversary of walking with God, He asked me to go to the prayer house of Bethel Church and spend time with me. That day, the Holy Spirit brought me back to my first love encounter with my Heavenly Father. I felt deeply loved by Him, and a tremendous sense of peace rested upon me. Then, I heard Him say this to me, "Beloved." I love you. I love everything about you. I know the desire of your heart to know me, and to make me known. I want you to imagine a world where everyone knows me, and knows how much I love them. Imagine my children know how much it means to me when they simply let me love them. Imagine each one of my children can live in my love. Every waking moment, imagine every one of them living out the perfect plan that I have for them. Imagine every one of them becoming who I created them to be. What will this world look like? As his voice penetrated in my whole being. I saw a magnificent impression of a world that God created. I saw the whole world filled with the love of the Father, and the light of His manifold glory was beaming out from each one of His creations. Everyone I saw was happy, radiant, free, and brilliant in their own unique way. It was a wonderful world. Next, I saw a few words: "Jesus, the true vine," and a huge vineyard with no end in front of me. Then Jesus had a conversation with me, telling me how to live a life of fruitfulness. I heard the scripture of John fifteen. He said, "I am the vine." You are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. For this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. John, chapter fifteen, verses five to eight. The difference between a believer and a disciple. There is a huge distinction. Between a believer of Jesus Christ and a disciple of Jesus Christ, we are saved 
when we believe in Jesus, but we are His disciple when we live like Jesus. A huge distinction. While salvation is a free gift, being a disciple of Jesus Christ is a lifelong journey of personal commitment. We have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Our salvation only gets us through the door to God's family and eternal life, but there's so much more that God has in store for us in this life that we are living right now before we go to heaven. God has sent the Holy Spirit to the earth to help believers to become disciples, so that they will bear fruit and glorify the Father. Relationship between the vine and the branches. The role of a vine is to draw nutrients from the soil and supply it to the branches. The role of a branch is to simply receive and bear fruit. When the branch stay connected with the vine, together with sunlight and rain, in due season, the branches shall bear fruit. However, if a branch is being cut off from the vine, it will soon die. Relationship between Jesus and his disciples. Unlike most of the trees where the tree trunks and their branches can be identified easily, the vine and its branches are so intertwined together that it is hard to distinguish between the vine and the branches. That's the relationship that Jesus wants to have with his disciple, to stay connected with him, to look like him, and to become a seamless extension of him. The key to live a life of fruitfulness as intended by God is to stay connected with Jesus, the vine, and in due season, they will bear much fruit. Apart from Jesus, no one can live or accomplish anything desirable to God. In other words, our ability to live a life of fruitfulness is a result of our oneness with Christ Jesus. The Three Steps to Living a Fruitful Life Step 1. Abide in Christ The word abide has a few meanings. Stay, remain, continue, to present, stand, tarry, and endure. In order for us to abide in Christ, involving the Holy Spirit in every area of our life is the key. You see, after we got saved, we are no longer living by ourselves anymore because we have the Holy Spirit, a gift from God who dwells inside us to be our teacher, comforter, helper, counselor, and guide. We are not alone. He is in us, with us, and for us. He even knows us more than we know ourselves from our day-to-day -day needs to our unique calling ordained by God. He holds the power to transform a believer into a disciple, one who loves God and loves people, who has the mind of Christ, who carries the presence and power of God, and who will fulfill the unique calling in their lives to glorify the Father. When we yield to the Holy Spirit, he will help us fulfill everything that God has in store for us. Step 2. 
Let God's words abide. The way to let God's word abide in us is through reading, meditating, declaring, praying, and acting upon the word of God on a daily basis. The Bible says, "This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it." For then you will make your way prosper, and then you will have good success. Joshua, chapter one, verse eight. To meditate on the word of God also implies to ponder, imagine, study, speak, utter, and roar. The more we let the word of God fill our mind, the better it is for us to discern good from evil. And for the Holy Spirit to lead us in every area of our lives. Step three: Ask what we desire. When we abide in Christ and let the Word of God abide in us, God's desire for us will become our desire. That's when we can ask whatever we desire, and it will be done for us. God wants us to partner with the Holy Spirit in prayer. So that the heavenly purpose for our life can come into fruition. What does a fruitful life for a Christian look like? Having Christ-like character. A Christian's fruitful life is marked by the fruit of the Spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Gentleness and self-control. Galatians chapter five verses twenty-two to twenty-three. These are the nine attributes of God manifested in the Christian as a result of the work of the Holy Spirit. God cares about who we are more than what we do. He wants us to develop godly character first and foremost. Because out of godly character comes godly works, the kind of works that are pleasing to the Father. Jesus spent thirty years refining his character before his three and a half years of ministry. Notice the ratio is ten to one. Developing godly character takes time, and we simply can't rush the process. If it took Jesus thirty years in preparation for his full-time ministry, don't you think we can be a bit more patient with God and with ourselves? And don't you think that we should value our process instead of pushing for results? I know it's easier said than done in this day and age when instant gratification seems to be the norm, but we're different. We are God's chosen people. Co-heir with Christ, Roman chapter eight, verse seventeen. We run by God's timeline and not the world's timeline. If we can be faithful with God in the small things, God will entrust us with more. When we are mature with our godly character, there is no limit as to what God can do through us. Out of all the Christ-like characters mentioned in the Bible, I believe that love is the most important of all. Before Jesus died on the cross, 
He left his disciples a new commandment to follow, and that is the commandment of love. He said, "A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciple, if you have loved one another." John thirteen verse thirty four. Now that you know loving one another is the key to living a fruitful life, you may ask, how do we demonstrate our love to others? Here's what the Bible says: "Quote, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist in its own way. It is not irritable or resentful." It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. First Corinthians, chapter thirteen, verses four to eight. When I first learned about love through the Bible, I thought to myself, "Wow." How God sees love is very different from how the world sees love. There is a lot I have to learn about love. Then I heard the Father say this to me: "You are born to love and be loved." He immediately put me into a right perspective, and I was immediately reminded of a scripture: "Quote, anyone who does not love does not know God, because." God is love. End quote. First John chapter four verse eight. I was reminded again that when we abide in Christ, we abide in love. We become the partaker of God's loving nature, and loving others will become natural and easy for us. Producing good work. Throughout the Bible. God has given us the blessed assurance that we are created with a heavenly purpose, and we are here on earth to do good work. Ephesians chapter two verse ten says, "For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them." In Jeremiah chapter twenty-nine verse eleven, God declares. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. In fact, God has already completed a book in heaven for each one of His children before they are born. Psalms, one thirty-nine, verse sixteen. When you believe in that, you will have great comfort and security. Knowing that God will finish what He has started, all we have to do is to partner with God and let Him guide us in living out our unique God-given destiny. Jesus explained the concept of fruitfulness as this: "Quote, as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed." Bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another 
sixty, and in another thirty. End quote. Matthew chapter thirteen, verse twenty-three. Jesus was referring to believers who not only hear the word of God but be the doer of the word of God also. These are the mature Christians who invest their time wisely in the presence of God and with the Word of God. As they develop their lifestyle of abiding in Christ, whatever they do will bear fruit. Bearing fruit is the natural byproduct of Christ-likeness, just like what Jesus said in Matthew chapter six, verse thirty-three: "Quote, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness." And all things will be added to you. End quote. When we can seek God first, the fruit in our lives will come naturally, and the fruit will continue to grow. Our rewards in heaven. The life that we are living right now is only temporary. Ultimately, heaven is our permanent citizenship. The Bible says that. Jesus Christ will come back and transform our mortal bodies to be like His glorious body, and we will be taken to heaven. Philippians chapter three, verse twenty-one. Then we will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Second Corinthians. Chapter five, verse ten. This means everything we do in this life will have consequences, good or bad. God knows every sacrifices that we made for the love of God and the love of His people, and we will be rewarded in heaven. The Bible says, "Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test." He will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love Him. James chapter one verse twelve. Living a life of fruitfulness doesn't mean it will be easy. Trials and tribulations are inevitable when we are committed to live like Christ. But every bit of sacrifice we made for God will be rewarded eternally. This life that we are living right now is our training ground for the future to come, when we will be priests of God and of Christ, and we will reign with Him for a thousand years. Revelation, chapter twenty, verses four to six. It is going to be the most marvelous life to live, a life of ultimate fruitfulness. While we are looking forward to this glorious life to come. We should be committed to making each day count in this life through loving God and loving one another. This is a blessed life of fruitfulness that is pleasing to the Father. A blessed life. Do you know that you are created to be blessed by God? The Bible says that humanity is created in the image of God and after His likeness. God's original intent is for humanity to have dominion over the earth. Genesis chapter one, verse twenty-six. If you are God's children, 
it is God's desire to bless you, partner with you, and make you fruitful if you allow Him to. God loves you deeply. There is no one else in the world who could love you as God loves you. When you develop an intimate relationship with God, He will show you your true identity, your life purpose, your calling, and your God-given destiny. Not only that, He will even show you what to do, what to say, where to go, and how to accomplish Heaven's purpose for your lives. The key for you to step into the fullness of God is your willingness to surrender your will to God's will. Just like Jesus, who came down to the world only to do the will of the Father. When you let God take charge of your life, you will live your life with fruitfulness and fulfillment, in joy and peace, in love and hope. When you are a Christian and led by the Spirit, you will be constantly growing, learning, expanding, and bearing much fruit as God intended for you. You will not remain small anymore because you will know that God has a grand plan for you. You will incline your ears to God's voice and obey what He asks you to do. And as your intimacy with God continues to grow deeper and stronger day by day, you will walk with the love and power of God everywhere you go. God will trust you with more, more ideas, more resources, more relationship to accomplish His plan and purposes. Your influence will continue to grow and you will positively impact more and more lives for the glory of God. As you remain faithful to God and do the will of God, the hand of God will be on you day and night. The blessings of the Lord will come upon you and overtake you, and you will be a huge blessing for many others. You will become unstoppable and unshakable for the glory of God. One day, when you stand before the Lord, He will call you a good and faithful servant. He will reward you for all the good works that you have done for Him, and you will spend eternity with God forever. Thank you.